Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome back to Mike Strategies. Tony Smith here. Thrilled to death to be with you again today regarding the strategies of the Mike Ferry organization and Mike Ferry himself. I don't know if you've noticed, but many of the strategies and the thoughts we're introducing to you are, are counterintuitive to what you hear all the time. You know, it is one of Mike's strong philosophies in life that if you really understand what the masses of people are doing, then you should go the other direction because the standards of the industry and the masses of real estate don't produce very much. We all know that, what is it, three, four transactions a year is the, is the number of deals that the average real estate agent does per year. And that number is actually shrinking. So the, the haves are having more and the have-nots are having less and the great divide between agents that do and don't. And, you know, all of the agents that do most of the business is a small number. So they are obviously going against the masses of the agents that do it. And if you look at Mike's message across the board, it oftentimes is a message that has, you know, some confrontation in it, uh, going a different direction, uh, things that aren't easy. They're not uh, simple. They're not, you know, they don't have all the, you know, have your cake and eat it too approach because that's what the masses of real estate agents do. So if you want to be told something that's going to make you feel good all the time and just make you happy and feel like you can have a fortune without doing anything, you're not in the right spot. What we do here is real, solid business strategies that work. And today we're going to talk about practice makes perfect. All right. And this is one of the other major disconnects in the real estate industry. The amount of agents that are willing to practice, rehearse, learn scripts, skills, dialogues, a canned presentation is almost zero on the scale. When the rest of the world, the rest of the professional world, you know, per, the, the ultimate quintessential professionals in about every craft understand practice, they adopt it, they get involved with it, they embrace it, except for real estate agents. And we can never figure out why here at the Mike Ferry organization, if all of the other incredible performers in any profession understand practice, why don't we? Right? You know, I, I think that most uh, musicians that have a rock band are independent contractors, right? They don't work for, uh, work for the man, right? They're, they're entrepreneurs and independent contractors. Do they understand the value of practice? Oh my gosh, they practice more than most people ever dream of. Actors and actresses, they're independent contractors for the most part. They understand the value of practicing a script. What do they put, uh, you know, uh, three or four hundred hours, I don't know, of film to make a two-hour movie? And most of it ends up on the floor because of the practice and the takes that have to happen to make it right? Practice. Why is it that the rest of the universe understands practicing in terms of being a professional in their craft and real estate agents don't. It always puzzles me. You know, I'm not sure exactly why. I know we're independent contractors. 
but I just mentioned many independent contractors understand the value of practice, right? Because they want to make the money. Uh, are we in a spot where our egos are too big? That could possibly be. You know, you rarely find any trade that has a, a group of people that all say they're number one, like real estate agents, right? There's, you know, a couple million websites uh, floating around the U.S. and they all say the same, I'm the best there ever was. So maybe it's the ego that causes people not to consider practice. Maybe it's uncomfortable. You know, it's, it's really uh, interesting that in our world, we see some really talented, really promising, really uh, strong potential agents that we watch their whole career go up and down, up and down, up and down over 15, 20 years simply because their ego will not let them practice the scripts and skills and, and create some really canned presentations. It's astounding, isn't it? So the first question I would ask you to consider for yourself is to honestly consider how aggressively are you practicing the script, skills, and dialogues, the language of what you need to do in real estate today? Are you practicing those scripts and skills? You know, at Mike Ferry, we, we know there's two important rules to selling, asking good questions and listening carefully to the answers. Those two rules are steadfast in the sales business. And what we also know is it's almost impossible to listen carefully to the answers if you're always worried about what to say. You know, we, we say it all the time that most agents in a, in a listing presentation, for example, they're only listening so they can speak. Like the only thing they're trying to hear is some angle to be able to say something next. They're not really listening, right? And if, uh, client or a customer doesn't really feel heard and they, they're not being listened to, how easy is it to make a sale? It's almost impossible, right? We also understand that good, solid practice of scripts and dialogues is the only way that you're ever going to be able to ask good questions and be able to listen to the answers, right? Practice. Practice revolves really around two issues. The amount of time you spend daily and the intensity of the practice you do. Those are really the only two issues you have to really consider in practice. So how many hours per day or per week are you right now actively practicing what to say in a selling situation? And then there's many of you, for those of you who do have a really active practice schedule, you have to grade yourself on the intensity of it. We all know that if you want to learn something faster, you put yourself in an intense environment, which makes it happen quicker. You know, if you get in a practice or a role play and it's casual chit chat and a bunch of joking around, talking about the weather, no real commentary, no real formal critique, no confrontation at all, how much better could you get? Where at the same time, if you had to sit in front of a panel of experts, and you had to put on a listing presentation under full critique, and it was filmed, and it was videoed, and it was audio taped, and you had to do that two weeks from today, how intense would you practice between now and then? And then how much better would that presentation be in front of that panel of experts, right? We ask that you create a plan for yourself, right? Create a plan to practice and, and uh, really evolve with the scripts that we ask you to evolve. For example, you might have, you know, this week I'm going to work on the for sale by owner script and I'm going to work on we the two objections. We want to wait and we have a friend in the business. 
Next week, I'm going to work on the expired listing script and I'm going to work on the objection. I've never heard of your company and we want to list high and come down later, right? Um, Every day, I'm going to take the listing presentation and break it apart into some different segments and I'm going to practice one segment of it a week for the next four to six weeks. Could you make a, a very simple, direct practice plan for yourself, right? You have to put it in your schedule. Should this practice plan be put in your schedule? Just like everything else, some of our best agents in the Mike Ferry organization literally have a practice, a role play and practice time, 7.30 to 8 o'clock a.m. every morning, five days a week with five different role play partners. And then they have a second practice in the afternoon from 1.30 to 2 working on the listing presentation with a couple of other practice or role play partners. It's not that difficult. You need to put it in your schedule, right? You know, we've heard it a million times, poor practice. If you're, if you have poor practice, no matter how much you do of it, how much is that going to improve your performance? If you're sloppy in your practice, the best athletes in the world, we've all heard Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods and some of the best athletes in the world, they all say the same thing, that their practice intensity was more intense than their actual game intensity. They practiced so intensely that when it came to a game time situation, it was almost easy. It was certainly normal for them, okay? So you have to have strong practice, not poor practice. We always recommend get three or four or five role play partners. It's one of the huge advantages of the people that belong in the Mike Ferry organization, the people that are in coaching that are going to our seminars. We have a group of agents with all the same interests. One thing about the Mike Ferry organization is that we have thousands of agents that are all willing to share and practice and bounce ideas off each other and mastermind, role play, all these things. It is a network of people with a common interest to improve their skills, improve their production, improve their productivity, right? Uh, get involved. You can find your practice partners there. We always recommend that, hey, you know, you probably should once a week record your own prospecting. Listen to it. It's the beauty of the technology today. Take your phone, turn it on record, prop it up on your desk, prospect for 20, 30 minutes, save the recording, listen back later, listen to yourself. One thing we know, is if you see an audio or video of yourself doing the job, if you hear yourself, boy, does that sharpen the learning curve. You can learn so much quicker if you get to hear your own voice. So we recommend that you, you know, do a lot of, you know, turn on that audio recorder, turn on that video recorder, put that phone on video selfie mode, put it up on a stand on your desk, prospect for 30 minutes, and then watch it. See how you perform. Okay. Remember that our growth is determined by our willingness to practice and our confidence comes from that practice. If we don't have the commitment to the practice, can we possibly expect our confidence to increase in what to say in a selling situation? Right? You know, speaking of audio, we've talked about the idea of why not take all of our objection handlers? You know, there's 10 or 12 objections that you're going to receive just for the rest of your life, okay? They're not going away. Why wouldn't you make a perfect audio tape? You know, chant the objection into the phone, right? I have a friend in the business. I can appreciate that and almost everyone does. So let me ask you, do you absolutely have to sell this home or are you just looking to do your friend a favor? Obviously, you had me out for the reason, right? What if you had an audio that just had 
all of your best shot at the objection handler dialogues that we ask you to use. What if you listen back to that all the time? Would that help you improve your skills? Would it help you improve it? You know, what else do we have to sell? Do you get to put bread on the shelves? Uh, do you have a grocery store with bread on the shelves that you sell? The, the thing that we have to offer is a service and our ability to present that service. And that is basically talking, our dialogue, what we say to people, the questions we ask. That's what we have to sell. So it's the only inventory that we really have. I understand listing inventory, but this is the only real inventory that we carry in the store, right? You know, and it doesn't matter how far up the scale you go. One thing we've noticed with uh, some of our best, you know, 20 and 30 year Mike Ferry veterans is that it seems like the further they go and the stronger they get and the more money they make and the more powerful they get, that they recognize more and more and more about the skills they need to improve. You know, there's, there's everything from personality styles, you know, uh, in a listing presentation, you can be presenting to an, a driver or an amiable, an expressive or an analytical. And if you really want to master the craft, then you need to learn how to slightly adjust what you do to close that transaction in the way you present by personality style. It can go on and on and on and on, right? There's always room for improvement. You ever notice that the best athletes, the best musicians, the best artists, the best ultimate professionals, that they, they practice their entire career? And then we notice real estate agents will practice for a little bit, just enough to get something, and then they stop practicing forever? Interesting, isn't it? Right? You want to really recognize that this is a never-ending quest I get concerned. I honestly get concerned if a longtime veteran doesn't have some kind of an observation about their skill set that they really need to work on. Okay. You know, we have a very simple set of rules for how to, how to set up a good role play. Okay. I'll give you the little list. A, show up on time for your role play appointment. If you want to maintain a solid practice and role play schedule, there's nothing worse than not being dependable, right? Not being accountable to it. You show up on time for the appointment. B, you eliminate all the small talk. We're not going to talk about the weather or the basketball game this weekend or where you're going on vacation. There certainly is no room to talk about, you know, whining or complaining about the market. This is not the space for that. This is about developing your skills in a positive environment. C, stay on script. If you're going to practice and role play, you've got to start training yourself that you must learn to stay on script. One thing I know about internalizing a script, it's pretty hard to do it if you never memorize it. So you've got to, you've got to have an, a, you know, basically this combined force. You and your role play partner have to have an agreement that we're going to stay on script. If either one of us gets off script, then we correct each other. D, Make the role play as real as possible in terms of the responses. Right? We don't make up some crazy unicorn responses. You make it as real as possible. The idea here is to get yourself in a role play that is like you're going to experience in real life. So you really fight to bring in, you know, a, a role play is not going to have 38 different objections and be combative, right? It's not that. You make it as real as possible, right? E, give honest feedback to each other. You have to create an environment where you'll, this is a growing moment. 
some, you know, some constructive criticism, honest feedback. That's how we grow. It's okay. And you have to have that environment where you can give honest feedback. And then F, the last one, if you want to be a successful person role-playing, you've got to eliminate the ego. You've got to come into an environment where it's not, I'm going to show you how this is done. This is a learning space. This is a place where you really get a chance to develop your skills. You get three or four or five role-play partners that are all committed to that little role-play model right there. And in the course of 30, 60, 90 days, you can take your skills to a whole nother level. You know, I always joke around and say, you have to really ask yourself a question. How often am I only one objection handled properly from receiving a commission check? You know, you really, have, in today's times, you have to consider. Um, they say they have a friend in the business. You handle it correctly, you get the deal and you get paid a commission. They say, you know, how many homes have you sold in my area anyway? You handle it properly, you get the signature, you get a commission. They say, we want you to cut the commission. You don't handle it properly, you either cut your commission or you don't get the listing, right? So how often is it one little skill set between you and getting paid, right? Let alone the listing presentation. The listing presentation is the single most profitable thing we do. There is no such thing as too much practice on your ability to present to a seller. Everything from the way you open the door to the handshake to the eye contact to the head nods, to adding humor, to following the scripts, to giving authority, to presenting the comparables, to understanding the net proceeds, uh, statistics in the market. This can go on and on and on. It's, it is your job. It's the trade and the craft you've chosen to do. So I'm going to ask everybody listening today to have a strong recommitment back to practicing scripts and developing your skill set. If you've slipped off track, it's okay. But let's just recommit and get back involved. If you've never practiced before, congratulations, you're in the right spot. Let's start a campaign to finally learning the dialogues required for you to succeed. It's not that hard, okay? The, the scripts aren't complicated. It's not rocket science. It's practice. So have some fun with this. Have some incredible practice sessions set up. I hope this helps in your progress of increasing and improving your production and your productivity. Thank you so much for your time here at Mike Ferry Strategies. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.